Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Season 5 of Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. Today, it is just me, Kofi Outlaw, and my co-host, Connor Casey, here in CB Studios in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. And we are here to do one thing and one thing only today, and that is to break down Ahsoka Episode 7. If you are just now jumping into this because you're here for some good Star Wars talk like we are, uh, be sure to subscribe to Comic Book Nation on all your podcast platforms. That is Comic Book, all one word, dash nation, and please do subscribe to our Comic Book Nation YouTube page. Again, that's youtube.com backslash comic book, all one word, dash nation. Because this is just a bonus round episode where we focus on one thing, but our show, we cover all things geek culture and have regular live shows. So that's the spiel in the beginning. Let's get into it. Back to our Ahsoka talk, Connor. Uh, This is a big episode. This was the penultimate episode of Ahsoka season one, Mm -hmm. the series. We're not really sure. There are no answers here, and of course, this was a big episode where we got to know both Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn a little bit better. We got them back in episode six, but uh, this episode saw them actually, you know, we got to focus. They got to do their thing. Got to do their thing, and they each kind of displayed who they are and what they do. Uh, Ahsoka finally joins the party, and we had a kind of a duel between her and Balin, some other fight scenes, some big action in this episode. But let's get to the finer points and uh, let's just get right into it. Connor, do you think, and you've been, you know, critical of Ahsoka when needed, you know, you've loved it when needed. What did you think of this episode? And what did you think of it as, you know, our penultimate episode, the last thing we're getting before the finale? I think this episode accomplished two things. One, it, it lived up to the hype that Thrawn has surrounding him in terms of being a tactician. He was smart enough to basically send all of his enemies off in one direction so that while they're all focused on the left, he can go right and get the hell off the planet. Great little bit of strategy, great little scenes of him basically explaining. He's like, no, I'm going to let them do this so that I can go do this. And it's like, that's some good strategy right there. Uh, and also, it was it was meant to shuffle some deck chairs, get things in place in order to get things set up for the finale, and it accomplished that as well. Do I wish uh, biblically accurate Jesus Christ over here uh, pulled out a dang lightsaber and started fighting people? Absolutely. I like the tiny detail though. That's not chainmail. That's cl- that's clone dog tags right there. So this guy has seen some stuff. But uh, you know, it th- this wasn't the. This wasn't the attention-grabbing, epic, penultimate episode so much as it was the, okay, we're setting the table for whatever the hell the big reveals are going to be next episode. And I think in that terms, it 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 completed its task. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, part seven, this is called uh, Dreams and Madness, which... So close to being a Meek Mill reference. Yeah, reference. I know. Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah. 
I kept thinking that whenever I, when I saw it, I was like, wait, what? I was um, like, you were the someone tried, and then they said, oh, trademark can't do that. Yeah, right. You know, but um, you know, oddly, I hate when I have to do this, but I'm gonna be like the one. I'm the biggest. I know on this show. I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. This, is, this is Rebel Season 5. I know. I, I'm the one who's so easy to win over, but I, I actually was let down by this episode. I thought this was one of the weakest penultimate episodes I've seen in one of these Star Wars series because I, I just feel like it, it It made me think that maybe Episode 6 wasn't as great as I like I thought it was mm -hmm. because I felt like things could have moved in these two episodes, condensed and been like a little bit faster. Sure. Uh, I like the action that we got. Obviously, the two, you know, the action, there's a chase sequence in this. That's very cute. Star Wars. There's multiple duels on multiple kind of boss battle levels. <laughs> and then even when you think it's over, it's like, yeah, Thrawn has a whole squad of, you know, stormtroopers come mm -hmm. out and, and do their thing. But in terms of like pulling this all together now, like I'm a little bit more concerned because this is a show called Ahsoka. It's allegedly supposed to be like focused on this character. I get that we took a detour here or there, but like I'm beginning to kind of lose like what the larger thing is beyond setting up the next Star Wars thing. And it's getting that Marvel kind of concern for me. Sure. Like, is this going to be feel like a complete story? And I already thought about this and I've already said on this show that I feel like this is going to be very Empire. Like it ends with the good guys don't necessarily win. Mm -hmm. Things are not settled, but they're kind of united and re ready to face the next challenge, sure. which is the ending of Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. If you ever go back and kind of study that. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of worried about pulling this all together in one final episode and doing it. And I felt like this episode needed to do some kind of more concrete because it just felt like it was just another putting off step until another fight later. And I was like, you know, something drastic could have happened. Balin gets smoked. You know, mm -hmm. Shin gets smoked. Something happens. Let, let, let me ask you this. If next episode, Ahsoka either dies or is left in that galaxy and everyone goes back to the galaxy proper and we get one more interaction between her and Anakin, this time it is legit, no questions, his Force ghost. Would that satisfy you enough to say this was legitimately an Ahsoka series? And not just rebel season, whatever. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, it, there's ways they can put put this together as an Ahsoka type deal, but that's the kind of thing I'm wondering: is like, what is the ultimate thing for her? Mm -hmm. And like, what is there enough time to settle something? Is there even enough time to settle anything with her and still these other characters and feel like it's all balanced and complete? Sure. And there's a lot to do. I mean, again, when I mean like we put things off, like we even put off for an entire episode, which I thought was miraculous. Sabine having to say anything honest to Ezra about like what's happened. Yeah, we're still waiting on that. Yeah. And that's where I was just like, are we going to do anything in this episode, like serious heavy lifting? Or is it just going to be kind of, hey, look, here's another action. Here's sequence. more crab people. Yeah, and here's another action. And it's like, yeah, and we just kind of did a lot of action. And it, yo, it was good action for Star Wars TV. I'm mm. not going to sit here in front. We've seen some bad action from Star Wars TV, okay? This was good action from Star Wars TV. And this is as close as I've seen, like, them bringing those animated series to live action. But, like, it was just kind of, it felt like this was episode 
seven in like a 12 episode series. You know what I mean? And not like, or even a 10 episode series, but like we only got one left. And I'm just, uh, I have concerns about whether we're pulling this all together or if Ahsoka was just a name slapped on before for a basically rebel season five. And then rebel season five is just leading into rebel season six. Well, what if next season is called star Wars Sabine and the season after that is called star Wars Ezra. Would that work? <laughs> oh my God. Stop I'll, I'll, the only thing I'll say is I've been burned by Marvel's shows where they either put too much into the penultimate episode and then you're just kind of left with the finale going, okay, well, what do we do except just wrap this up and yeah. try to get it back to the movies? Or they, they keep building so much for the finale and then the finale happens and you're just kind of left going, that's it? So for this one to be, okay, we're going to set the table and then potentially give you something big with the final episode. I'm like, okay, that's the direction you're going. That's enough. Do, does this make this a five out of five episode? Absolutely not. But I give it a pass on that front. All right. Well, those are our overall impressions. Let's start getting into some of the fun. Hera was in brown pants and they did no favors for her. Back to the orange pants. Please. I disagree. Uh, okay. I, I mean, it, it kept that thing under wraps a little bit. The orange was just so bright. It, it kept it under wraps. She was in a diplomatic setting. It's just like when, you know, you got to go to court or something and, you know, ladies put on glasses and they put on their nice, you know, church they got, they got dress. The hair on the bun. Yeah, yeah, hair in the bun. Like, yeah, she had to go in front of the Galactic Senate. She yeah. wasn't out in the wilds of the Outer Rim, you know. How'd you but, feel uh, about the, the 3PO? I was, but yeah, let's start there. I was going to say... um. It was a cute, and, and obviously it's a bitter, cute, sweet. Uh, I'm glad they went that route as yeah. opposed to another CGI Leia, which was I was really worried because I knew this had to be a Leia thing coming, and I was sitting there and I was like, oh man, like, and they could do it because Billy Lord's still around, and you can always tap Billy Lord on the shoulder, and if she's down, like, then you know, by proxy, we're down. Yeah. And if if Carrie Fisher's daughter's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, I want to do it, and then, but it is always weird when they do that. Uh, use those selectively. It's because, a matter of yeah. taste. It's like have some tact with yeah. you know bringing people back from the dead. If this character is alive in story, but you don't necessarily need to bring on a CGI mask on screen, I'm glad they're like Let, let's avoid it. Three PO can come in, and we just have the guy in the robot voice. That's fine. Yeah, and so yeah, no. is he still alive? Anthony Daniels. Yeah, yeah I believe so. I think it's uh Peter. Mayhew, the Jack uh, who played Chewbacca. I know there's somebody it's yelling. May, at me. Yeah, you're right. It is Mayhew. Yeah, there's people. There's people yelling at me in the background of our channels and my own mm -hmm. IG about me and names. Guys, we do a live show that covers every genre of geek culture. We have like, just discussed yeah. all the things I have to binge tomorrow to get ready for Friday. Yeah, like yeah, it, it, we do a lot. So there's a lot we got to hold in our heads. Plus, we get off of here and we got to write all this. Like a lot of your shows and the people who do them, they do this on one or two things, then they get off and go do something else. We do everything and then we have to write about even more stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot we're keeping in these heads and this is a live show. So cut us some slack, please. But anyway, yes, the repo was good to see. And it was a cute little way of having Leia be present. And it was kind of nice to see her like influencing things and showing her power without her being like you know all darth about it she right. was just like hey guys that's my girl like, and it yeah. kind of nods to the whole she was separated from the new republic by the time we get to episode seven so it's like well what caused that well there was some butting heads between her and the government this is an example of that yeah yeah exactly i still don't think the sequel trilogy should have happened i think all of this should have happened first 
Then we get the movies and we'd be so much more excited for it, right? Well, I mean, it's kind of twisted because you kind of like see what happens in in The Force Awakens with the New Republic getting annihilated and, and Leia being like, and then being like, no, we were part of the resistance mm-hmm. by now because we knew what was happening and being like, mm-hmm. like, I feel worse about Alderaan now, but like the New Republic guys, I'm just kind of like, yeah, five planets blew up. No great loss. I'm amazed you guys made it 30 years. Like, you know, wow, go, go slow politics. Like you guys survived that long we're getting wiped out um but uh yeah it, it is the new republic scenes are funny this show has done no favors there is nobody voting for the new republic in 2024 no. oh man yeah oh boy but um all right so let's talk about some other things real quick before we have to get out of here what did you think about the duel between ahsoka and balin it felt like we were just stalling for time it's like cool she's she's back with you know she's one with the force now but we know this isn't the end game. Yeah. Ray Stevenson's story does not end dying in a field. Yeah. And I, I mean, oof. that's the biggest thing I'm kind of concerned about because like Ray Stevenson isn't here to add more, to expand more, to do anything else with this. It's like, how are we getting out of this Balin storyline? Because this man has like low key taken over like a good part of this series, like with the intrigue about like who this guy is, where he's been, like, like what he's discovered. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, I would watch like another actor as a younger Balin skull, like wherever he was, like kind of going off. And do you recast? I mean, you have to. Yeah. Like I'm just watching younger when he just because he fled into the unknown regions. Right. To escape Order 66. I'd start right there. Just mm-hmm. like on a ship being chased. I, I mean, for whatever like, the next of season here. of this is, do you just recast? <sighs> Instead of killing him off off screen. I mean, I'm trying assuming to of, he doesn't die next time. I'm trying to think of all the salt and pepper types out there. I mean, there are some great actors, some of whom like Ray Stevenson's even worked with that would be I can think of. That would be Russell Crowe. Yeah. Leah Schreiber, Russell Crowe, people like that. Like, yeah, they'd be good as just kind of that type of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I would I would maybe do it like. You could also do like Balin Skull. You could also do the cheesy thing like Balin Skull gets hurt or, you know, he gets Palpatine. He has to alter his face or wear a mask. Oops, or I can't fight anymore. Go, my young apprentice. Nah, nah, this this guy's too interesting. Like, yeah, just, exactly. Just so, off. yeah, they kind of have a Balin problem to get to get through. But um, it's interesting that I, I hear you because you're you're somebody who didn't necessarily jump as deep into Rebels. But like in your kind of we were making the cell of Thrawn to somebody like mm-hmm. yourself so it's interesting that now i like that you said that this episode particularly shows you like why this guy is a threat pudgy though he may be in his in his I, weary what, captain's uniform the hate for the punch like, I, the I don't know in, yeah, he's an in, officer in, in, yeah he's an I mean, officer clothing all i'm time. like i'm wondering how many people have actually been around like military culture people like yeah if you or even like police culture, like if you start to go up the chain, is it because he's surrounded by like spindly yeah. witches that they're just like this guy's fat? Have just to let you know, it's a sign of privilege as you go up the chain that your belt starts to get a little. The loops start to you know you're using those end well, loops. Gary Oldman had to put on weight for Winston Churchill, guys. Come on, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, but um, so you got to see why he's a threat and like how his mind works and how he's a tactician. And just how ruthless, ruthless he is about it. He's like that beginning scene of Dark Knight where Joker has all the crooks stacked against each other, except like on a massive scale. Like the way they had the map laid out, he's like, I'm just playing chess right now. All you go here, here, I'm going. Bye. 
But that's the and those are the best Thrawn moments where everybody else in the room is like, oh, my God, I see it this way. And this is a disaster. And he's just like, oh, you no, we're fine. He never because his race, I forget what they're called. I don't want to mispronounce it, but like their demeanor and like their calm, like that's their kind of thing. And he's just always like, no, we're fine. Like, yeah, they're doing this. It's all very fun, very dramatic. They love it. We're over here and about to get out of here once I pack this ship. Now, him knowing that Ahsoka's master was Anakin, is that more important for the folks that know Rebels and know the extended universe stuff? Um, Because I know there's interactions and some non-canon stuff between the two. Well, one of the kind of low-key things is that Thrawn is his brilliant kind of strategic mind and his always putting together the pieces. Like, that's who he, how he figured out who the Rebels were. Right. The Spectres were called the Spectres in the Ghosts because they hit, they left, and nobody could figure out who they were. He figured it out just by the details of what they were doing. He just read the reports on everything they did, figured out who they were, where they came from. And so in kind of like, I forget if it's canon now or, but in the Legends for sure, like he was one of the people who deduced that, you know, there was a Sith controlling the universe, that Anakin was Darth Vader Mm -hmm. and like knew that just by the clues that in the, and the things that he was able to put together. Right. So like he, it's him getting knowledge about you is like the scariest thing. And that's how rebels kind of played it in a long form. It wasn't Thrawn never like came after them and attacked. He was in the background of a lot of episodes and was just like, tell me what happened and like, or always searching for something. And the game became to get like, keep information away from this guy, whatever you do, because if he gets a little piece, he's going to start to, unravel and if he gets a source if he gets anything he can take that and unravel it so like information is dangerous to him like in his hands and mm-hmm. so yeah him knowing that he can mind screw you or even not even come into contact just throw things your waist and that he knows psychologically like he said if he, she's anything like her master she'll be kind of like wild and unpredictable so let's give her something to do mm-hmm. and that's what he did that's how he's like playing or like yeah okay. Give her something to do, but take all that energy and direct it over here. So like whatever she causes trouble for, it's over here while we're doing this thing over here. So, sure. yeah, you don't want this guy to know anything about you because once he starts, it's. Uh, yeah, the chist. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Producer Peter's trying to keep me on track today. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, yes. Strong is from the chist. And if I'm saying that wrong, guys, I'm sorry. There's a lot of this and I got to keep it all straight. But uh, yeah, he knows the secret. And so like, yeah, he, that's a big thing. And he can mess with her on that level, just like Balin can. So, I mean, it will be interesting as we say that. I mean, that does bring me around to the point that I hope that in this next finale, it is Ahsoka and having these guys come at her about who she is, who her master was, everything she's done or not done, and and her having to, in these duels or these challenges, having to psychologically and emotionally push through, not just physical battles, because mm-hmm. I think it's important for her to come out because we don't know a lot about where she is by, you know, the first order war. I and mean, I think her voice is in like Ray. Yeah, think, she's one of she's them. one of them. Although so is Anakin being like, I brought balance to the force. It's like you didn't balance yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. still alive. You didn't do much. Yeah. Um, so where she ends up and like what her journey becomes and, you know, in conjunction with Luke and all that and restoring the Jedi, like it's a big deal. And how she finally comes to confidence to become that leader or that thing should be the end point of this series in some form. 
Um, so yeah. And then for you to see Ezra in action, what did that mean to you? It was funny that he had his own like new kind of uh non non lethal martial arts force power mm-hmm. thing that you have to learn, I guess, when what's, you're just what's living. that one martial arts that like the video games made up and it's like if you fight like this, you can fight people with lightsabers. And I don't even remember. Like I was trying to think of like the one Peter, I'm sure, knows it. Because there is like a martial art that's just just like avoidance and yeah. not hurting and like yeah, doing all that. Like it's just him with force powers is just it was funny. And it was funny to see. I have to go back and watch those battle scenes again, like and just really kind of get the choreography and the scope of it. But it was it was cool to see the rebels kind of lay it down in live action. And they have at the very least in this series made it clear like why these guys were like top-notch heroes of the rebellion, you know, pioneers of the rebellion, why they were so formidable. And even when they're in disagreement, how they can move and work. All the team battles have been like really good. Tara's Kasi. That was it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. That's the that's the fighting style. Terrace Kasi. Yeah. Ah, all right. Yeah, Thank like you. One of the PlayStation games invited it and then solo made it canon. <laughs> good old solo. But uh yeah, no, it, it was cool. And seeing Iman Asfani like as Ezra, I mean he nails it. And this we got to see even more of that personality come through. Mm-hmm. But he he nailed it like as an older kind of Ezra who's been through some stuff on his own, but still has that kind of wit and that charm. That's a little bit of smarminess to him. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm still not getting the brother sister vibes between him and Sabine, but nope. yeah, but I mean, he's uh, grown now. I will say, and I asked Rich about this before, cause I was like, so did Ezra not use a lightsaber that often? Is that why he's just like, no, 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 you keep it. I was like, and, and Rich was like, no, you use it all the time. I'm like, so was there like a budget cut or something? Use the damn sword. We're star Wars. I think he's just like, yeah, I think he just has his new ways of, you know, force users. They get weird. Eventually, yeah, they, like they all get they all turn into hippies. Yeah, they all turn into hippies and they all start relinquishing even. But the Sith Lords do, too. They're just like this thing. I'm past this. Like, uh, I'm more force inclined now. Mm-hmm. I'm doing stuff. So he's more Yoda ish now, which is going to be interesting to see. Um, but I mean, that would be kind of funny because I was such a gung ho like his whole flirtation when he, with the dark side and mm-hmm. all that was because he was so headstrong and, and like emotional and, and passionate and all that stuff. But to see him have chilled out 10 years, like out here and just become like a hippie would be funny if they go into like a war, it'd be like Worf If you saw Picard season three, like where Worf still, I mean, he definitely still killed people a yeah. lot, but he's just more like, I try to be more peaceful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Ezra, we're in a war, bro. Yeah. Like pick up a sword, like, it's like quit trying and just yeah. fight. Yeah, but uh, you know, you know, people are ragging on Ezra, but he he may do like he's been in survival mode. He's he's using that Gilligan's Island for survival power, like you know, living with the crab people, not mm-hmm. too powerful, just little pushes here, touches there. But um, it'll be interesting to see if he just suddenly like goes full superhero, like in the eighth episode, and it's just like, all right, fine, and then just like picks up a sword and just wrecks people, and it's just like, oh, yeah, this guy's gonna be. He's something, but um, all right. We obviously, I mean, I think we can all temper our expectations here. Now, there's not going to be any time travel. There's not going to be any multiverses. No. I'm hoping we even get to see what Balin does, and that's not a storyline that had to get you know truncated and cut because of what happened with Ray Stevenson. But 
Now, this one's not getting the theatrical release like Episode Five did, right? I don't think so. I haven't heard that yet. That concerns me a little bit in terms of the scale of what this is going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like a race to get back because I don't think Ahsoka has any way. She just has her ship, right? Mm. Yeah, so how they get back to the galaxy or not. They have whales in space. Yeah, shout out to the Purgles for like knowing when to get the hell out of Dodge and we're like, at least they're blocking us, which I was like, that's kind of disturbing. I don't know if I like you guys using whales as, you know. And they're just like, boom, game. Yeah, yeah, boom, yeah, which was a cool effect. Seeing them jump was in live action was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to the Purgles if they just come in and be like, man, this whole mess. Y'all have just been messy. Like, we're going to get you back to your galaxy. Get out of our graveyard. Like, everybody go home. Yeah. Don't call us again. Like, stop. But, um, yeah, we're going to get back to the other galaxy. But <laughs> unless there's some twist with Balin and this power, I'm now kind of, like, even struggling about the scale of the threat. Like, Thrawn's brilliant. Yeah. I guess they're just going for the whole he pulls together Imperial remnants, and that's the threat. Yeah. Because we definitely don't have zombie soldiers. These guys are just... Jury's still out on that one. None of them got up. Didn't they all get shot down, like a bunch of them? Yeah, but they could have... Did any of them... None of them did the smoke thing. No, they just got shot. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, they just got shot. Well, maybe that's what the coffins are for. (laughs) Yeah, if they bring them back, that'll be interesting. But uh, right now, those uh, night troopers are just low-rent stormtroopers who... Yeah, who who couldn't make it back to Target or or to uh, Michael's craft store to go get some super glue for their armor. Mm-hmm. So they're just using whatever red tape they found <laughs> laying around a night sister's place. But uh, another theory, dead so far. No zombies, no time travel. Merrick isn't anybody crazy under the mask. He's just a fart ghost. And yeah, all right. But uh, you guys are going wild on these Anakin theories. People are starting to go nuts about like the Force Ghost Anakin thing. Like... Dave Filoni, I don't know if you know what you've started with this. Well, well this it, is the it's, new it's is the cut. Rule, it's the rule of threes. We had whatever the hell episode five was. We had the recordings this episode. There's got to be one more Hayden appearance next episode. I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I really do. Like the recording. Yeah, that was. Oh, I forgot about the recording. That was that was really good because I think is I was trying to remember if that was specifically from that like um, Tales of the Jedi short where he where the, where he trained her to fight like multiple opponents. Right. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. I know it was like a callback quote. I don't remember exactly from where. But yeah, we got to get one more Hayden appearance. That would be really good. Unless it's like Ahsoka really dead, which will be really kind of messed up. I mean, that would make it fitting that the show was called that. Otherwise, this really wasn't her story. Yeah. A big chunk of it. Yeah, that'd be twist if we lose ahsoka but she's like i'm ready but you know and hayden's waiting there but um yeah otherwise this force ghost thing is the new is what did Cobb's top stop spinning is is what this is and if you don't understand that reference that's an inception reference that uh nearly broke people the movie's 13 years old now oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we had to uh on screen when we did that i had to uh shut down those comments on that ending things people People were losing their minds. It wasn't his totem, guys. That's that's the whole twist of that ending. But anyway. Oh, boys, don't don't open that door again. <laughs> don't open that door again. Um, any other highlights? Hu Yang still MVP. I couldn't when they brought him back. I was like, OK, like, all right. But David Tennant, Hu Yang still an MVP. Also, the supporting characters of this series is, are great. But yeah, the fact that we just did this whole episode without Sabine and as we're having to have an honest conversation was one thing that did kind of bothered me so was that council also there to put chopper on trial for his war crimes 
No, he's, he's still he's there. He's still under the radar. He's still pushing political influence over there. He's pushing P that uh, political influence. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's he's never they're never busting him, man. He's no. just he's above the law. He's like, I helped save the galaxy. I, Check the tapes. I was at all the major I've battles. I've seen multiple uh, when they were like, we can't take the word of a droid. And Chopper just starts talking. I saw many of the and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears> oh, <throat> Chopper. All right. I think that about wraps it up. Do you have any uh, predictions for the finale before we get out of here? We have one more Hayden appearance. Thrawn gets back to the actual... Do we have a name for the galaxy that <coughs> Star Wars takes place in? Star Wars galaxy the, now? He gets back to the proper galaxy. Ahsoka will either get stuck in the galaxy we're currently in or dead. And they're going to announce something for of a season two. Whether it's a new show name or Ahsoka season two. All right, some people are convinced in the comments that we're going from this straight into the movie. I'm curious about that. I'm curious about what the next move is. They did know in the meeting that we're at the end of Mandalorian season three at this point because they mentioned Gideon. Okay, yeah. So we're at we're past season three at this point. So the timeline matches up. All right. Yeah, so we're going to find out. I'm saying that somebody will either die or get left in the galaxy behind probably Ahsoka. If I had to guess and there could be any number of reasons if she doesn't die, why she's there and like where she can reappear in this whole franchise. Mm -hmm. I think Thrawn, yes, absolutely makes it back and it's a whole threat to the galaxy. I'm curious if we will get my big thing. And I wrote a piece about like Luke Skywalker, some other things is we'll, will we get kind of like, an Avengers, like our bat signal in the sky in the form of Thrawn returning. Will there be some call that has like a cameo list of like, hey, like I got to talk to you. And there's like people who contact. That's the only reason I think she can make it back. Mm -hmm. She can make it back as the one to gather everybody and be like, it's time to like, it's time to go to war. Like, or maybe that's Ezra's thing to do. Yeah, we're going to see. But somebody's going to have to gather the troops. And I'm wondering if we will get any big cameos from people as they bring everybody together to be like, yo, we got a problem. Like now we got to do something. So Boba Fett, stop. Yeah, Boba messing Fett. around. Whatever the hell you were doing in your show, get to work. Yeah, Boba Fett, Mando, and Bo Katan, and all those Mandalorians. Like Luke, like you know, everybody around should probably know. And the Luke thing would be cool because that would be like a another EU kind of like really reference to get, like get some in the action one more time. Though, guys, let's just cast Sebastian Stan as young Luke. No more of the CGI facial reconstruction thing enough of that yeah I, i'm in yeah yeah i mean i don't know if we're getting season two i think ahsoka is just like this limited story as uh, producer pete saying and i don't know if we're getting a season two of this if it was i don't think you could call it just ahsoka anymore i think you call it Sabine, specters or, or just it, no or i call it specters okay well yeah we're just call it rebels or thrawn that that get, that's attention grabbing yeah thrawn is you know whatever you're gonna call it is if there's a next chapter otherwise uh let's get to this event film because like i don't know how long the threat of thrawn can like last over the galaxy otherwise we got a lot of problems with that sequel trilogy right i, I laugh because you think we're having another star wars movie i'm i'm skeptical you're still I'm just, skeptical i'm just messing with you folks oh boy oh boy you just, had to I end with like cynicism you had to end with the cynicism all right nice. This has been our recap of Star Wars Ahsoka Episode 7, Dreams and Madness. We will be back next week right after the finale episode airs. Well, not right after. We're going to 
sleep on it a minute, get our thoughts together. And then we will be doing our finale recap. So be sure to be here for that next week. And like I said at the start, be sure to subscribe to Comic Book Nation on your favorite podcast platforms and on our YouTube page. It is comic book, all one word, dash nation. And you will be able to find us. And if you want to find us individually and yell at us about any of our Star Wars takes, name pronunciations, or anything you think we were too stupid to miss, you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Connor KCCB. And that'll do it for this episode. Shout out to our co-hosts, Matthew Aguilar and Janelle Wheeler, who are both busy today. But uh, you'll see them soon on our regular show. So uh, one more reason to check back and uh, see us again. If you are watching on the Twitch stream, be sure to stick around because our sister podcast, Phase Zero, the Marvel-focused comic book podcast, will be on this channel following us. So stick around for that because, you know, I'll be watching. It'll be fun. See you there. This is Comic Book Nation, and we'll see you guys out there on the Star Wars front, whatever may be happening. Peace. Later.